0: From Oakland, California, epic recording artist, Tower of Power. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Path to Pro Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Holger. On today's show, we'll be speaking with Paul Hollicher, the Academy Director of the Houston Dynamo, about his new gig and all about his thoughts on coaching education and player development. So let's get right into it. Joining us on the phone is Paul Hollicher. Paul? Thanks for taking the time to join us today. We really appreciate you taking the time this morning. How are you?
1: I'm doing really well. Thank you, Tony.
0: Can you start us by taking us back to the beginning for soccer for you? What is your first memory of the game, and how did you fall in love with soccer and want to be involved with it for your career, both playing and coaching? I know growing up in the Pacific Northwest must have had something to do with that.
1: Yeah, we had a a great soccer culture up there when I was growing up. Um, My first memories are... Watching uh, Soccer Made in Germany, actually, with my dad and my brother. It was on on Sundays at 5 o'clock on Channel 9, and man, we watched it religiously. It was only on once a week. And, uh, man, we would sit down in front of the TV probably a half an hour before the show started and just waited for it. And then we'd go play in the backyard a little bit. Um, and then my dad signed me up for soccer when I was, like, seven years old. And I played on a little team called the Kingfishers, and uh, had a, had a really cool coach and a great little experience growing up um, in youth soccer in Seattle, and um, just fell in love with it just right away.
0: You attended college at Santa Clara um, to play under Coach Steve Sampson. What led to that decision for you, and what did you get out of your time playing under Coach Sampson?
1: Well, I remember you know back in those days. Um, the recruiting was a little bit different than it is now. I and mean, I think it was in my, pretty deep into my senior year. And, um, I was going, man, I, I need to prepare to go to college here. I really want to play soccer. I, I actually got out one of those college books and I was with my buddy Damon Maletta. and, um, I was thrumming through it and I was looking at, you know, how it would be cool to go to school in California. So I went through it, and I saw a little thing on Santa Clara, and Steve Sampson was uh, a first-year coach over there, and so I actually wrote uh, like a handwritten letter, and um, like about a month later, I got a handwritten letter back from Santa Clara, and that's how it kind of kicked it all off. And then um, Mitch Murray, um, who was the assistant coach at the time for Santa Clara, uh, drove up to Seattle and uh watched me playing the game and then um you know I went down on a recruiting trip and just fell in love with it and um so uh, how I got to Santa Clara and then um uh, had an amazing experience at Santa Clara. I really, really loved playing for, for Steve and for Mitch and and uh you know, I love the school. Um and it was really kinda of the first time, you know, I I'd had pretty much um parents coach me my whole life, I mean, good coaches, good parent coaches, but this was the first time that I'd ever been in that kind of environment. And um, you know, I think I really, I really improved once I got in that environment. And um, you know, had a great experience. We were able to win the national championship, um, you know, along with Virginia. And um, so we had a we had a great run, a great experience.
0: Do you mind talking a little bit about that championship team? I know you had the, the co-championship with Virginia. What, what do you remember most about that team and, the, and that group of guys?
1: Just a great team. I mean, like a real, real, real team. You know, um, it was a bunch of guys that just worked hard, worked hard for each other, loved each other like brothers. Um, you know, we, we. You know, when, you know, in my freshman year when I came in, the team was, uh, I think, they were seven, seven and six. Um, so, you know, when we won the national championship, we were 20, and three. So we had this nice little progression over two, three years where we built a a way of playing. You know, I think we were, um, you know, at that time, one of the the earlier teams in college soccer that really, really pressed the game well and collectively. So we, we high pressed opponents. Um, we had, um, a lot of very good players, you know, um, Jeff Beicher, Paul Bravo, Cam Rask, Eric Almoto, Rogel. I mean, just you could go on and on and on with the the quality of the players that we had, and um, great chemistry, and obviously uh, a couple of fantastic coaches
0: after your career you got into coaching almost immediately following your professional playing career did you always know you wanted to be a coach and be involved in player development while you were playing both in college and then in professional were you always something you were setting up for after your playing career
1: i always knew uh that that i wanted to be um around the game you know and i really um i really loved coaching you know right from the start and i i I, I felt. Um, I felt very comfortable coaching. And uh, so, you know, even when I was younger, you know, I, I enjoyed having conversations with the coaches and um, and learning. And, you know, in, in these off seasons, like one of my first few years of professional, and even when I was in college, you know, we were always doing some sort of coaching, whether it was in camps or, you know, picking up a team to train. And, and um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, you know, so what I love to do it's a, it's a it really is a passion to coach, so um, I, I knew it pretty early. Yeah,
0: I guess that it was kind of happening. Was as a player, you're always kind of coaching youth on the side and all those kinds of things. But uh, wh- when and where did you get your start officially coaching and for, with your coaching education? I guess before you even got to UC Santa Cruz, where did you get the coaching education?
1: It's a great question. So you know really back in those days you know I, I started once I, I finished playing I, I finished playing when I was about 27 and I came back to Santa Cruz and I started coaching teams you know I started coaching a girls team uh like a U12 girls team and you know you know people were asking me to maybe coach their their, their sons or daughters or their teams so I started to coach like that really I didn't have any any mentors then, you know, so I was just trying to do coach education on my own, and, um, you know, at that same time, you know, um, IAX was doing really well, you know, on the world scene, and I really was fascinated by Ajax and I uh, bought the Ajax videos and, the, you know, the, the VHSs, and uh, really, really was fascinated by that, so I really um, took to them, and I, I actually went to Holland. And, um, you know, was, uh, first mentored by, uh, uh, B licensed coach. And I took a team over there. And that was really amazing for me. And then when I became, you know, um, more ingrained in Santa Cruz, I, I started a, a little club called Catalyst, which was purely a player development, um, club. So, you know, we worked with players ages, Really, you know, six through twelve, and it was really based on um, individual training of you know technical, tactical, short sighted games, and and um, players from all the different recreational and competitive clubs would come to this as a supplemental training, and um, we would have really, really, I think, high level training for that age group, a lot of fun, and um, so I started to train or coach. Um, every day you know so i would say like in that seven or eight years Santa Cruz, i would coach the university in the morning from seven to nine then i would go and i was a pe teacher so i, I um, did my pe teaching from like um 11 to like two go home have a break and then i would coach in the afternoons from four to eight all the different ages so i think in that seven year period uh, in Santa Cruz, I, I, I logged a lot of coaching hours in different ages and that was learned by doing, you know, I think that was amazing. And in that time, I, I always brought people to Santa Cruz, uh, you know, experts in different fields that I, you know, whether it was Corver or, you know, a, a Dutch coach or, you know, a, just good coaches all over. Um, and, um, know, I wanted to get exposed to that. And I also wanted to expose, uh, you know, Santa Cruz to, to different, um, uh, different uh, coaching methods and ideas.
0: How much of this has to do with what you were talking about before, I guess the experience that you didn't have? Because you seem to want to be very, very involved with players at the youngest age to give them opportunities that you said that you maybe didn't have having a real coach until you got to college.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, you know, when I first got to Santa Cruz, people wanted me to coach teams and whatnot. It's very easy to see, you know, when I got there that, you know, how much, real improvement they could make and how much work really they needed, both, you know, technically, uh, receiving a ball, dribbling, one v one, you know, keeping the ball. You know, um, I think anybody that knows me knows, you know, how I feel about, you know, I think we're you know, we're in constant transition um a lot of times in youth soccer, which is not a bad thing, you know, to to have the ball, lose the ball, have the ball, lose the ball. I mean it's a certain rid under the game but
0: you know um
1: there's also great ways to teach players and teams to really value the ball and and um so that was always that was always naturally inside of me as a coach. So we did a lot of little games like that with even seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven year olds. And um and I think it I think it was good. I think it was good for me as a coach, you know, because you know I every weekend, you know, I was designing games um you know and also uh I was working with all the UC Santa Cruz players at the time so they were all you know coaches in Catalyst and um so we would sit around uh, you know the table and design the training sessions down to the minute you know for 7 and 8 year olds and 9 year olds and I think you know you know we would always talk about you know listen we're going to have these guys for 2 hours today and, you know, maybe we're going to have six minutes off in the two hours. And in this two hours, you know, we're going to have our three circuits. We're going to do short-sighted game. And in the game, we want to design it really well. Maybe it's a four-goal game. Maybe it's uh, emphasizing, um, you know, uh, keeping the ball a little bit more or passing around the back. Um, we're going to have a circuit on dribbling, individual dribbling, where we're going to Really encourage the kids to be creative. Take a player on one v one or protect protect the ball. Yeah, we're going to have a circuit on passing technique and, and possession in a positional game. And so we worked in those three circuits for two hours. Um, you know, probably about 35 minutes per circuit. And um, yeah, it's, I, it's just a really dynamic um, environment for the kids and for the coaches. And I think uh, a lot of there's a lot of good player development at, at that um, for those kids and that was really my core in working with youth was catalysts for those uh, those early years
0: So it sounds almost like you also were already immediately into coaching development with your players get, creating good coaches as well right from the beginning
1: That's the key I mean you have to develop coaches I mean the coaches are the key the coaches have to coaches have to constantly grow and learn and put time into it you know, um, you know, and I think you, you know, I, I think it makes a big difference, you know, um, and, and it's not about coaching, you know, where you're, you know, uh, I mean, I think there's a, I think there's a, there's ways to improve as a developmental coach, you know, and um, so yeah, that is definitely the key, and, it, it, and that's what I got going um, in Santa Cruz in the early days.
0: Coaching development has kind of been a hot topic in U.S. soccer as of late in in what ways in your opinion do you think we as a country are succeeding in coaching development and where do you think the biggest room for improvements are
1: well i can tell you that um you know i've been really really impressed with um the new um i guess leadership and coach and coach education in us soccer i really i think the the courses are are a lot better than when i was you know you know back Fifteen twenty years ago, when the uh, courses were going on, I think they've improved a lot. Um, you know, the I just took the Academy Director course; it was just an unbelievable course. Um, I, I I have uh, friends that are taking the A now, and, and colleagues that are taking an A, and it's 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 more intensive. It's it's um, you know, it's more thoughtful. I think it requires more. It's more of a I think it's a year long course. I mean, these are the courses that we need here in America. You know the ones that you know are are really uh, making the coaches do some work and and reflect and and um, improve. I mean that's how you get
0: better. With someone like yourself who's running a development academy, what what do you think the role of the NCAA is in player development, and how did you find that relationship to I guess be positive and negative to working with development academies, to having a college system, especially since you've seen the way the system works in the Netherlands? Well, I mean
1: I've seen. You know, I've I've traveled to a lot of different federations, and you know, it's not just in you know, the Netherlands. They do an amazing job, of course, but I mean, just you know, education in general is 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 important. And I think you know, I was a college coach for 15 years, and you know, I would, um, you know, I would I would go nuts if I wasn't you know coaching or doing trying to improve myself. So I, I always tried to do stuff like that. You know, either traveling, um, you know, to different countries or different clubs, or even going to watch the local professional team. Um, you know, reading books. You know, talking with fellow coaches. You know, just really experimenting. You know, um, you know. I mean, as far as the NCAA, I mean, it, you know, the NCAA would benefit for sure if they had coaching education, but that's really not what they do. I mean, I think. The, it's up to the individual coach to really go after, you know, their own education. You know, it's it's very easy to to just kind of get lost in the, in the, the busyness of, of trying to win a conference championship or this or that or recruit. It's 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 so so much focus on that, but education really is what makes you better. And um, so I, you know, just encourage every coach out there to keep. Keep educating themselves. Keep uh, finding means to to improve.
0: Just on that, for someone like let's say myself who loves the game and maybe wants to get into coaching in different ways, or other people who would want to get into coaching, what's what's one piece of advice you would give to an aspiring soccer coach that maybe hasn't had the, the playing career that you had to get into to coaching?
1: I mean, I had, a, I had a nice playing career, but it wasn't you know super you know long or you know. I mean, I, playing was great. That was amazing and great experiences. But really, it's, you know, diving into coaching. For You know, for instance, you know, why are, why are we doing this exercise, right? Why are we doing this game? What's the purpose behind it? Th- these are the questions that a good coach asks, you know. And it's like anything, if you have an objective or if you have a learning objective um, behind your session, behind your training, And then you can go into the details of, of that. Um, you know, that's what coaching and player development is all about, you know? So I would just find the mentors, find, um, find people that, um, do have good experiences and doesn't mean that they have to be, you know, a professional, you know, but people that really love the game and think about the game, find them and get around them and, you know collaborate
0: with them so you worked with a lot of really talented players during your time in san jose what do you look for in a young player and how do you scout and find the best players when they're from such a young age because there's so many things that can still be developed
1: oh for sure I mean you know in regards to like you know talent identification you know um yeah i mean you know to find you know you know i'm in a, a professional academy you know here with uh Houston Dynamo you know we we are looking for you know players with high potential, you know professional potentials, you know and to identify players, you know I think it's good to have a to have a strong knowledge of of what potential looks like, you know. Um there's so many talents out there that we have yet to discover, you know in in every age group, you know and you know I I always You know, referred back to like the IACS acronym of, you know, tips, you know, technique, insight, personality and speed, you know, Um, and each of those, you know, technique, you know, you can see good technique, you can see natural technique, you can see developed technique, you know, you know, does a player have insight? You know, I mean, does he play with his head up? Does he make good decisions, quick decisions, the right decisions, you know, Um, personality? You know, does he does he play with with a bit of passion and competitive? You know, and and does he have like a an emotional control at the right time? You know, and then you know, speed. You know, or or probably more appropriately, you know, like a, a soccer athleticism. You know, a quickness. Um, you know, an agility. You know, those are those are things that you want to evaluate players on, and you can even you can see that really you know, as you develop your eye, even in a 7-year-old, a 10-year-old, or a 13-year-old, you know. So I really look for, you know, what a player's relationship is with the ball. You know, are they are they comfortable with the ball? Do they love the ball? You know, do they use various parts of their foot, you know, inside, outside, the sole, you know. Can they move it in a tight space, you know, um, you know. You know, are they good in the dribble? Are they good in changing direction? You know, do they do it with their head up? You know, all these things, right? And then, as far as insight, you're looking to see if if the player understands the game, you know, and what decisions they're making. And even even at an early age, you can you can see a strong decision maker on the field. Um, I mean, look at little clips of Christian Pulisic, you know, and you see, you know, man, this guy is he's dynamic, but he's he's really really good. He, you know, he he repositions himself intelligently, you know, I mean, these are things that are, you can, you can see, you can start to see, you know, as you gauge it. And then, um, you know, say there's a, you know, a kid with amazing personality, right? He just has a ton of personality, competitive as can be, yeah. You know? or he focuses a lot in training, he's passionate in training, you know, um, or he competes hard for a lost ball, you know, Do it. he fights, right? runs you know these are these are the qualities in a player so i think um one thing that stuck with me as far as talent identification is a, you know it's again it came from my you're always taking things from different different clubs but this one stuck with me is that technique and insight those are two things that you can affect the most you can really you can train technique you can improve technique you can improve insight like if i'm a coach i can help a player understand the game a little bit better those two things you can really really influence and it's good personality and speed they're a little bit harder to influence you can maybe improve them a little bit but um you know but maybe 10 15 you know so um these are all little things to, to think about when you're you know you're you're identifying talent you know and and but all players have the ability to move up you know i mean if it's a You know, if it's a a kid that's got a lot of desire, he can move from being an average player to a good player. And a good player can move to an exceptional player. And that all happens through, you know, hard work and through being in good environments.
0: And I guess after watching the World Cup and, and seeing the success of a player like Mbappe at such a young age, in your opinion, what is it going to take for the U.S. to start developing more 19-year-olds, I guess, at the same level? we You talked about Pulisic a little bit, but having more 19-year-olds ready to go, I guess, at the Major League Soccer level um, instead of more at the age of 22, 23?
1: Um, well, that's a, that's a great question. Yeah, It's not an easy question to answer. I mean... You know, you want to develop professional mentality and professional opportunities for the players, you know, as they move into this, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, you know, putting them into a professional training, putting them into a professional environment, you know, letting them letting them be challenged with that, you know. Um, these are all, all things that, you know, they, they do – you know, around the different parts of the world, you know, and we're starting to do here for sure in America, which is amazing. So, you know, if there's a talented player, you know, um, challenge them and put them in that environment, see what they do. I mean, talent has no age, right? So, um, that's that's very very important. You know, we have a uh, we have our, our our USL team here, the Toros, and you know, you know the average ages are really, you know, 19 to 21, 22. That's, that's great. You know, and sometimes even younger players are training with them and these are the type of things that we need to do, you know, and the other, the other reality of it too is, you know, a professional player isn't made to be a professional player just because they're given an opportunity to play with pros. Really the, the the brunt of the, the work is done in formation how well these players are being developed and trained when they're 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. It's not just about throwing a player in a professional environment. The education of the player must be very, very, very good. And you know, whether that's teaching them you know, the principles of the game or the effort that's involved. You know, um, so there's not just one answer to it. But you, know, you have to educate players well right from the beginning, put them in great environments, you know, teach them the culture, the effort, the performance, and if you do that well over five, six, seven, eight years, you know, then, you know, they're in a position when they're 16, 17, these talented players, or they've been, had this great education, and now they're in that professional environment, playing with a 24-year-old professional, and they're prepared. You know, it's a process, and it's it's uh, it's not, not always as easy as people think.
0: And then it was just recently announced, you've mentioned it a couple times already, that uh, you would be the new academy director in Houston with the Dynamo. Um, what led to that change is you've been kind of become synonymous with Northern California, and I guess this decision to leave San Jose.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I really, really enjoyed my time in San Jose. I really loved it. I mean, that was a club that I played for, and I had there were really three amazing years. I, I was coaching the 16s and the 18s for my first two years, and then this last year I was the director of formation, which is basically Overseeing the 15s, 14s, 13s, and 12s and working every day with the, the different coaches. So had a really great, great time there. You know, this opportunity was really, really special and intriguing to me. Um, you know, to, to meet, um, you know, Matt Jordan, who's the general manager of, of the club and to, to speak a little bit more about the, the potentials of the program and of the area and, and what the vision is of the club. Um, just really struck a chord with me, and it was, was really um, something I, I, I got excited about quite easily, and uh, the the fact is, my, my wife is from Houston, um, and her family's here, and grew up here, her mom and dad and everything, so she was ecstatic about it, so, you know, all those things together, and I was just like, man, this is an unbelievable opportunity, so, yeah, I'm actually here right now in Houston, and I'm uh, going to fly back to California, Tomorrow, but we'll be back in about a week. So, I, I'm I'm so excited to be
0: here. You're excited for the new challenge. What are your goals, and what what do you hope to accomplish with the Dynamo in Texas? I know you have the USL affiliate that's doing some really cool things in in Southern Texas.
1: You know, my my role is to to help improve the economy. You know, and in relation to um, how we can uh, work closely with the first team and our USL team and our staff. I mean, what I really feel. In, in Houston is just a specific, terrific team uh, of people all the way through, and we really want to improve our vertical integration and and how we work together. So you know, as my my role being in the academy, number one, I want to really work on um, you know the clarity of our of our methodology, you know, through the different phases and stages of learning. So you know, I want to I want to um, create. Um, you know, our way of, our way of developing players, you know, and again, in relation to our clubs. So I'm going, I'm, I'm preparing a lot of methodology right now. Um, and I'm excited to work with the coaches on a daily basis on this stuff. And then, you know, the other thing too, is I really want to work well in, uh, in the community. You know, I want to, you know, be an asset for anyone that I can be and work closely with, uh, with all the different clubs and and um, you know um, kind of cultivate a, a culture of development because um, I mean that's what it's really all about you know in youth soccer you know it's about you know if we really want to improve it's about collaboration and, and working closely together working well together so I'm I'm excited for all the different aspects of this of this position.
0: So you're already down in Texas. I assume you went to the the derby last night. Uh, what was your first experience as an official part? I guess. A member of the club with the one-one draw last night.
1: Man, I love Houston. I can tell you that. Um, there's a, there's an energy, and you know the people got you know a, a passion and a pride about Houston. You know that was a great derby last night. It was very very exciting. There was a great buzz around the stadium, the energy, I and mean, it was you know the people do they bleed orange over here, man, and it it was it was great to see. So. You know, my wife always says just talked about the Houston grit. You know, you got grit, you got people that work hard. Um, they, they love Houston and um, you know, I've already I already loved Houston. I've only been here three days and I've been coming down here for years, but man, it was it was a lot of fun last night and it's a very exciting team, very exciting um, you know, project in in the future ahead.
0: Amazing. So is there, just to close it up now, is there anything else you kind of like to let our listeners know about your journey in soccer to this point and what you personally hope to accomplish going forward in your career as a coach and Academy director?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, work hard, you know, be humble and, uh, you know, you know, follow, follow what you believe, you know, and, and, and and do it with passion. You know, those are those are things that, that I try to live by.
0: Awesome. Well, Paul, thanks so much for taking the time to join us, and best of luck in Houston. I wish you nothing but success, and look forward to continuing to follow your career.
1: Awesome, thanks, Tommy. Appreciate it. Thanks for thanks for calling.
0: That was Paul Hollacher, the new Academy Director of the Houston Dynamo. That's all for this show. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you join us next time. Until then, keep supporting the beautiful.